Hey, New York, it's time for New York Sports Talk the way it ought to be. It's the Big Apple Sports Podcast, starring Peter Weintraub and Evan Freeman. Welcome, everybody, to the Big Apple Sports Podcast. I'm Evan Freeman. And I'm Pete Weintraub. Today, I am Mama. Oh, great. We're back to this already. Yeah. All right. So today is Monday. Yesterday was Sunday, which means that we had football. Yes, finally. Well, probably one of the worst sun, worst opening Sundays I've ever seen for New York sports teams in my life. Oh, it was my bad. God. They were so, the first. Let's start with the Jets, mm. who were just god awful. They started off really well, though. They had an interception in the end zone, mm-hmm. which they almost completely ruined by tackling their own player. We yes. then realized he was tackled and was almost murdered by the center for the uh, Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they just – they look like a bad team. And this defense, which everyone said was going to be so good and keep them in games, could not stop LaShawn McCoy or Tyrod Taylor for that matter. And or they, Mike Tolbert. Oh, God. You know, first of all, it's impossible to stop Mike Tolbert. He is too fat and too low to the ground. That's true. But still – Yeah, it it was not a good showing for the Jets. Like we talked about in the preseason leading up to this week, their offensive line struggled. And rushing-wise, Bilal Powell only rushed for 22 yards on seven attempts, barely over three yards a carry. Matt Forte, even worse, six attempts for 16 yards, which is under three yards an attempt. No receiver had more than 59 yards. That went to our newbie and the guy we appointed, best wide receiver on the team, Jermaine Curse. Uh, seven receptions for 59 yards. And McCown, I mean, 67% completion percentage, but he didn't even, compl- you know, five yards an attempt, not even. He was sacked. And he, and he threw a really bad pick. Th- yeah, especially at the end. Uh, he got sacked once, and they lost that sack um, for 11 yards and obviously a turnover. It was rough. It, it, it was really rough. There, there's nothing good outside of the defensive play that you said. Uh, Marcus may look good, which was nice to see. Uh, but outside of that, there were really no bright spots. And, and one thing, Evan, that I really came into question for me was with like four to five minutes left in the game, I think it was four and change left in the game. The Jets have like fourth and eight or something. It was second and 20, I believe, because of a penalty. But they got to fourth and eight. It's four minutes and change to go. You're down by down two, two scores. Why not go for it? I mean, obviously, you look at the passing statistics, you see they weren't doing much more than checkdowns. And whenever McCown did throw downfield, it was intercepted. But, yeah, what, what was your take on that? You know, obviously, this is a lost season. But I feel like if you're Todd Bowles and you're in a contract, you, you have to play with a little more urgency than that at that stage of the game. Yeah. Um, there's a really easy explanation for this, and it's that Todd Bowles is not a good coach. He is not a good – X's nose guy. He's a good team guy. The players get along with him. They like him. You know, he understands scheme, but he is not a play caller. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're going to go with down two scores with that little amount of time left with the way your team has been playing mm-hmm. and you're going to punt. Oh, well, we thought we could get field position. Really? At what point in that game did you ever stop anybody and get good field position? Yeah, that didn't It doesn't make any sense. The stuff he says doesn't make sense. Even last year where he goes, well, it's not Hackenberg's time to play it. Okay, is he going to get reps with the first team during practice? No, you know, because we're still trying to win games. You've been eliminated for the playoffs for five weeks. You're still trying to win games. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to coach a team. And this is the problem the Jets have had. 
and we've been over this with the whole developing quarterbacks. But when you get a first-time quarterback, uh, not quarterback, first-time head coach, with a young quarterback, and the head coach is a defensive-minded guy like Rex Ryan was, yeah, your defense might be good, even though they're not right now. Nope. But your offense is going to struggle because they're always going to put the faith in their defense. And this isn't a defensive-oriented league anymore. Yes, if you have a very good defense, they can carry you like the Broncos did for Peyton Manning. But that they were le- they were a once-in-a-lifetime defense. They were a top-10 all-time NFL defense. Yeah. The Jets are not even close to that. And when Absolutely. you can't even stop the Bills at all, LaShawn McCoy just ran right over them. Yeah, they, they, they look like they weren't even standing there. Yeah. So when it comes down to that, you have to look at the coach bag. Listen, yes, there's not a lot of talent on the team. But when you still make those mistakes, X's and O's wise, is he even worth keeping around going forward? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, like you said, there were plenty of games last year, both when they were technically still in it and then down the stretch where it's like, what's the point of playing Fitzpatrick? You, I, I get you want to win games or at the same time, the season's over. You need to develop these guys, and they're not. I'm still hearing myself on your end, by the way. No, you're in my headphones. All right. So, so yeah, that's, that, that's, that's just that. I, I don't think he's a good coach, particularly in terms of that. He might be a very good defensive coach. He was a safety in the NFL. Or what was he? A defensive back, actually, excuse me. And he may just – he may just be a better defensive coach because his, his defenses with Bruce Arians when he was in Arizona before he came over here were pretty good. And, but the Jets have no talent on defense outside of the secondary. I, I think it's time to reevaluate. And if he doesn't start to make better in-game decisions, we might have some trouble going forward. And uh, McCagden may not retain him. And that's if McCagden also still has his job after this season. True that, true that. All right, moving on to the Giants. Mm. And I feel kind of bad about this because right before the Giants game, I, t- I texted one of my friends and I said, are you ready to watch the Giants lose? He got yeah. real mad at me. Yeah. And then they lost. And they looked absolutely terrible. They looked so bad. I mean, at what point do you realize that you can't run the football? They couldn't last year. But 16 yards. What do you have? Seven ca- The leading rusher had 16 yards, seven carries. Oh, he's oh. on my fantasy team. I'll tell you exactly what he had. That was a genius pickup, Peter. You're going to pick up a giant – Paul Perkins, the Giants running back. Dude, I'm in like a 12-team league. There was nobody left. There had there, Come on. There had to be somebody. I'm actually, I actually dropped him this morning, and I'm still looking for who I can insert into my week two lineup. But, yeah, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And, you know, Manning, high completion percentage – uh, but low um, yards per completion, and he didn't throw a touchdown, threw an interception. Cowboys just ran all over them. It, it was simple as that. Ezekiel Elliott had 104 yards rushing. Dak Prescott did not turn the ball over, threw for a touchdown. And Jason Witten, who's now the Cowboys' career leader in receiving yards. So, uh, Congratulations, yeah. douchebag. Yeah. But, but in all honesty, we talked about this also with the Giants, and even more so with the Giants is that they need to protect Eli Manning. They need to be able to run the ball because no matter what, if Odell is healthy, which he's not, and we'll get to that in a second, and Brandon Marshall and Sterling Shepard, everyone's healthy on the receiving front, you can't be a one-dimensional team in this league. You can be more of a passing team, but you need to run a little every once in a while. They can't run. They absolutely cannot run. And that is going to hurt them. You saw what it did to them this week, and the Cowboys aren't the cream of the crop in the NFL. 
there are much better defensive teams in this league. So, yeah, Perkins, 16 yards on seven attempts. Darqua was next. Three, um, I mean, he did okay. Three rushes for 14 yards. Maybe they should have gone with him a little bit more. But, yeah, when you have no line, you can't run. When you have no line, you can't protect the quarterback. And that's going to be an issue for them all year. So, and the bigger issue becomes, what the hell did they do in the offseason? You have a GM who people have been calling for his head for years, and every single time they're about to fire him, the Giants win the Super Bowl. <laughs> but what last year, he, okay, last year he improved the defense. They needed to improve the defense. He mm-hmm. did nothing to fix this offensive line, and we talked about it with Eric Flowers playing the wrong spot on the O-line. He needs to be moved to guard. They did not do anything to improve this, to protect Eli, to give him a run game, to give him time to pass. And he listen, he spread the ball around yesterday. Mm-hmm. But missing Odell Beckham is a big, big thing for this team. And that's why I remember we said it, we said it, anyone who listened to a previous episode, that he shouldn't play this week if he's not 100%. And clearly he wasn't, because if he was, he would have been out there. Yeah, he would have been out there. But again, how much of a difference does he make? I, got- think different. I, don't think, I don't think they win that game, but I think it makes a big difference when you have – the explosive power of Odell Beckham Jr. on that field. One, it's going to open up other receivers. And you get him the ball in that five-yard slant, he's turned into a 20, 25-yard gain. True. But But Eli needs time to throw. And luckily, Eli didn't fumble or anything. He only had the one pick, the one turnover. But, I mean, when you don't have time to throw as a quarterback, and we talked about this in the preseason, it doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You don't have time. You see what all those guys look like when they don't have time. They're done. They're going to get knocked down. That's what Odell gives him, though, because Odell gets open so fast. So without him on that field, and hopefully the Giants – Yeah, hopefully the Giants, it's just this week, which is why we're not saying he should have played. We're saying that he made the right move in not playing. Right. Because if he played and got hurt, and now you don't have him for six weeks, this is what you would be looking at for the next six weeks. Yeah. No run game, no passing, and just garbage. Blown out. They look like garbage. Yeah. The only team that looked worse than them was the Colts. Actually, no, the Jets. And the only team that looked worse than the Jets was the Colts. Yeah, 46, what was it, 46 to 9 or something like Against that? Against the Rams? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's pretty terrible. It worked well for me. Leonard Fournette's one of my fantasy running backs. So, oh, that, yeah, that, that was very good. But, yeah, I mean, for either New York team, the offensive line was huge. I mean, McCown didn't have a lot of time either. Uh, obviously, he has a lot. He has even less to work with than the Giants. Well, McCown, McCown didn't read the off the the field well either. He did that play. The play that they had where he he double clutched and threw a late, and the guy stepped out of bounds trying to dive into the end zone. He, he should have thrown the ball the first time. This is a veteran quarterback. That's mm-hmm. what you want to see. You want to see his team be competitive. We don't want to see them win games. Yeah, because we want a high draft pick. So they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Was that was that they lost. But mm-hmm. if you're going to have him out there, he needs to be spreading the ball around, getting it to guys so we can see what we have. If yeah. he can't read the defense and doesn't know where to go with the ball, might as well put Christian Hackenberg out there. Going to get the same result. Yeah, no, that, that's true. But, you know, that, and that's the one thing, Evan. A lot of people said, you know, why did he barely get any reps in a preseason game? I think that, that definitely has something to do with it. He went three for four passing in the first one, didn't play the next two, and then he went six for eight – in the finale yeah he's he barely played in in real live game action practicing be playing at all right give well, it just give it to one of the young guys it's really this listen josh mccown's a nice journeyman quarterback but this guy has never been a winner ever so he's not the guy where it's like oh you know we're bringing in brett Favre at 40 or you know kurt warner in his old age 
guy who's been a winner before and can help us develop this team. Josh McCown has never been a winner in his That's life. True. He probably didn't win peewee football, okay? I guarantee he came in dead last in Pop Warner, okay? We can, we can look that up, folks. I'm not going <laughs> to we'll, look that up. We'll have that information next week. Yeah. Or someone will – I'm sure someone will get mad at us. Or Josh McCown's mother will send me a letter or something. <laughs> Do you know what like they're you. saying about you on the Big Apple Sports Podcast, Joshua? I'm Mom, sure what the hell are you talking about? What the hell is the Big Apple Sports Podcast? Well, that, that, that's exactly <laughs> what he would say. Yeah. Well, that's exactly that's exactly right. Yeah, I, he hasn't won. I mean, outside of that one year where Cutler got hurt in Chicago and they were having a good year, and he took over and he helped them get to the playoffs. Outside of that, but that was a very talented team. The Cleveland Browns said that he wasn't good enough to be on their roster. That's also true. And when the Cleveland Browns say that, and then you get him, you know you're in for some fun. So I agree. I mean – if they look this anemic, and, and you might be right, Evan, I was optimistic. I said maybe five or six weeks before they make a change. But you know what? If they look this inept on offense the next two or two weeks, I don't see why in week four we don't see Petty or Hackenberg starting. You might, you might as well. There's nothing left to lose. This guy does not look like much of an upgrade. Yeah, it really doesn't. I mean, Fitzpatrick looked better with mm-hmm. this same offensive line for the most part. And, yeah. Now he can't – I mean, obviously, Jameis Winston's a very good quarterback, but he's not, he's not going to really play in Tampa unless Winston gets hurt. Which, which I was wrong about because I thought Jameis Winston was too stupid to be an NFL quarterback. But he's, he's been a very nice surprise down there in Tampa Bay. He has. He has. But they can't he stops. Yeah, he's always stopped stealing crab legs. So. Well, I mean – That's the crab, first step to be a NFL quarterback is to stop stealing crab legs from the grocery store. I don't understand that at all. I really don't, especially mm-hmm. in college. I mean, I know they don't take – I know that there was a bunch of articles last year written about the conditions that they have to live in, but they get free books. They get free tutors. They often get a shitload of free food. So why you have to steal crab legs? I have no fucking idea. Uh, college students do stupid shit. Cam Newton threw a laptop out of a window when he was at junior college. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it was stolen. It was stolen. And he's I'm still so right about him. He still has not won a Super Bowl, so the jury is still out on that. I, I don't think he's going to. I don't think so either. All right. <sighs> Moving on to NHL preseason. Hey. Starts one week from today as the Rangers take on the Islanders in the season opener. Obviously, you know where both of us are putting our money for that one. Evan, what are we looking for? Well, one, you should be looking for me on the Jumbotron because I'm going to be sitting 13 rows behind the benches. I love preseason hockey. Uh, yeah. But really, I just want to see what the young guys can do. I want to see how VC comes out, see how Boots comes out, and just see the young guys play together and just watch them put, put it together against a team that has a decent amount of veterans on it, but obviously not as high of a skill level as the Rangers. But I want to see them play better in the defensive zone. That's what I want to see in the preseason. I want to see them play better defensively and just look like they're making an effort to protect, to keep the puck out of the net. Because last year it just looked like, oh, the puck's on the defensive stick. Here we go. Yep. I'm <laughs> taking a shot. What's going to happen? Yeah, that, that's bitterly cocky. That's not how you play in the NHL. No. So that's not how you should... play at any level. No. I mean, that's how we play. Because, you know. No the... yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Once the defenseman has the puck, I mean, come on. It's breakaway time. Mm-hmm. But really, that's what I'm looking for. I want them to be more responsible in the defensive zone. I want to see how Shattenkirk plays. It's the first game, so I'm not expecting anything crazy. But, you know, it would be nice to see three, four, five goals. <laughs> for preseason, 
good Qatar. It's preseason. It's not that crazy. I that, think that, that's true. every game I go to, they average about three to five goals in the preseason. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully guys like – I can get a look at a guy like Ryan Gropp who's – Development has been delayed because of the fact that the Rangers got so many acquisitions. Mm-hmm. But he was highly tatted. We talked about him before last season, before the Rangers signed Jimmy Vesey, um, about him coming up. But obviously, it got pushed back because Buchnevich came and Vesey came. So hopefully, the young guys will uh, will show us a little something. Mm-hmm. And what about the Islanders? Oh, they can suck a dick. Um, no, the Islanders. You want to see? You know, you just want to see them. It's a, it's basically the same thing. You want to see them play better on defense. And then, goalie. and then lose. Yeah, no, just lose. Just don't even have to put a goalie in the net. Just go out there with six skaters because, mm-hmm. you know, you might as well. Mm-hmm. No, but it's it's more to see guys like Shane Prince take a step forward. And you just want – I don't just basically just need John Tavares to be healthy. That's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. Because if John Tavares isn't healthy, it doesn't even matter if anyone else takes a step forward because they're not going to do anything. That's Their skill true. is not as high as other teams. But when you have a top four player in the NHL – who can carry the team, you need him healthy for the season. The Rangers got by with Mika Zibanejad being out for half the season last year. When you have skill on the team, you can get away with that. When you have a lot less skill, you can't. So, Islander fans, you better pray John Tavares is healthy. And I hope he's healthy, too. Because you want him to go on in the following season. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. That's true. I want to be healthy for the rest of his career as long as he plays for the New York Rangers. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't care. Nah, who gives a shit? All right. So anyway, so we'll do we'll do our plugs and then we'll get into it. So first up, weight loss by Pete. If you're looking to lose weight in a healthy, sustainable, permanent way, look out for my service. You can find the weightlossbypete.com on the homepage. There's a free report. All you got to do is click the button, put in your email. You'll be able to download it from there. I'll also email you a copy in case your computer is firewalled up to the point that you can't download something straight off of a web page. And you can also book a strategy call with me by going to weightlossbypete.com slash strategy, book a date and time that works for you. I can work with you anywhere in the world. I've worked with Marines in Japan and businessmen in the Midwest and blah, 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 blah. Businessmen in Japan. Yeah. yeah. No businessmen in Japan. <laughs> Just Marines. Just Marines. Who are American who happen to be stationed in Japan. Saki bombs. Well, they did a lot of that, which is why they need to reach out to me in the first place. That's but true. We, got, we got that shit under control. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think they were there. Um, all right. Any plugs on your end? I know you wrote another article about uh, players to watch out for on the Rangers. Yeah so, yeah. so you can check that out on hub pages. The link is on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash big apple sports podcast. It's the top five players. I think for the Rangers that need to have a breakout season in order for the Rangers to be cup contenders. Mm-hmm. It's very well written and it's amazing. So you should all read it. And I'm awesome. So, <laughs> scumbag in sports time. Winner is Michael Bennett, Colin Kaepernick's best friend, Michael Bennett. Complete asshole. ESPN plastered his what is now considered a fake story about how he was held at gunpoint and the police threatened to blow his brains out because there was a call that someone had a gun. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. Mm. So, what happened was he was in Las Vegas in a casino. Yeah. Someone started shooting a gun in the casino. Jesus. Yes. No, it is not just a call of someone with a gun. Someone was actively shooting at people. Yes. So the police came. Yes. He was apparently hiding behind a slot machine. And when the cop showed up, he decided to run. Okay. Now, people are like, well, someone was shooting. Of course he's going to run. Yes. Perfectly reasonable to run from an active shooter scene. I probably would too. Yes. 
The problem is you have to see it also from the other side. If I show up in a police car and there's a call of an active shooter and I see a guy who's behind a what was the slot machine. machine with the thing, the arm. Slot machine. And then he runs. I'm going to assume that he has some involvement in the shooting. Sure. Because Especially because you, you just showed up and you're there to figure out what's going on and stop it. Exactly. And the, what happens is usually when you hear gunshots, you're either going to run or you're going to hide. Yes. Unless, of course, you have a carry permit, in which case you're going to shoot that bastard. Mm. Yay. Um, but usually people don't run when the cops show up. They run when the shooting starts. Yes. So, of course, that automatically flips a switch in the, in the police officer's brain. And Bennett was actually detained by two Hispanic officers who never threw, well, they're saying, which I'm going to assume they're not lying about this because most of his story sounds like bullshit already. They never threatened to shoot him in the head. Yeah. And hopefully that they had, hopefully they had body cam footage or something that we can come out and can get the truth on this. But his story sounds like complete bullshit because he filed no complaint with the superior. Mm-hmm. He waited a week and then came out with this story to ESPN. So it sounds yeah. like a big attention grab. The Las Vegas Police Department, that's not what they're called, but the Metropolitan Police yeah, Department. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Has already asked the NFL to investigate him and possibly um, suspend him Suspend him for this because this is nonsense. He's smearing their name all over ESPN, and everyone's giving him all this sympathy, like, oh, you have such a hard life. Even if you're an NFL player, no, you can still get murdered by the cops for doing nothing. <laughs> that's not the world we live in, people. Yeah. But that's a whole other podcast. Yes, yes, that is. But honestly, this guy's such a scumbag. To do this as an attention grab, and I'm, I keep waiting for ESPN to print a retraction, and it's going to have to happen eventually. Well, they're going to do it, but they're not going to make it obvious. No, it's they won't. It's going to be in the It'll original article or video with a little fucking blurb on the bottom that you can barely read because it's such a small font. That's all that's going to happen. Yeah, and this just shows it's another thing, reason why I hate ESPN, because they have, all they have is political agendas. Mm. They got no information on this story. They took yeah. his word and they ran with it. And now it's coming out that he's lying. So ESPN, fuck you. Yeah, I've. this is one of the reasons we do this podcast. If we felt that uh, sports talk radio or most sports networks didn't do this, then, I mean, we could still we still probably would have done it, but we probably wouldn't have done it to the extent yeah, that we have. Everyone needs to know what we think about sports. Always. They yeah. need to hear our opinion. Peter. This is this is why people tune in. This is why people live. I understand, but we we also do this because obviously we we try to look at it. Obje- I mean, we are fans, so it gives you a different perspective. But when you're a major outlet like that, you're supposed to give unbiased information. ESPN was so great 10, 15 years ago because when you turned on Sports Center, there were guys like Stuart Scott who did things in a creative way where they'd break down the highlights of all the different games going on at the time, but they make it entertaining so that, but they didn't really give their opinions either. And if they did, it was all game-based. It was bringing in former athletes, managers, coaches, whatever, front office people, giving their opinion on a player who's either doing really well or a player who's struggling or teams in both of those categories as well. Now it's a whole fucking other news network with a, with an agenda and it's ridiculous. So when we talk here, we try to talk about, and the reason we do about scumbag in sports is because of people like this who are trying to make everything out to be against them. When in actuality, I don't know what he dealt with throughout his life. Maybe he dealt with some bullshit and neither of us is saying that in a hundred percent of cases, these guys are wrong. But in this case, from the evidence that's come out, 
the Las Vegas Police Department, whatever the hell they're called, Metropolitan, whatever, they wouldn't be coming forward this vehemently denying the events that he said transpired if they didn't have proof. I guarantee you they have body cam footage, and I guarantee you they have eyewitnesses who will back them up and not him. So it's one thing if this actually did happen, but I'm sure, like you said, if it actually had happened, then this would have been reported a lot earlier than it was a week after the event, after he didn't file anything against them. Exactly. And he's a douchebag. Um, so with that being said, um, make sure that, to like and subscribe our podcasts on YouTube and on your podcasting apps. Um, iTunes. Make sure, yes, I, and iTunes and SoundCloud. And make sure to follow us on social media, Instagram, Big Apple Sports Podcast, Facebook, Big Apple Sports Podcast. And Twitter those assholes is, at Twitter, NY Big Apple Sport. And don't forget, we're the website should be coming out soon. Make sure to check out my articles, which are posted on hub pages through our Facebook. And Peter, what are you writing for again? I'm writing for 12 up right now. I took a writing test this morning where I had to come up with two articles in two hours. You so suck. I no, I finished with 15 minutes to spare. I'm sure I did fine, but we'll find out either way. I'll be writing for them. So check me out there. 12 up.com. All right. So that is all for today. So we'll be back at you tomorrow with whatever the hell has happened in the world of New York sports between now and then. For that, I'm Pete Weintraub. And I'm Evan Freeman. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.